Welcome to Menu, the Feel Good Food Stories podcast. Whoop whoop. Okay, so I'm serving up a starter, main, and dessert of good food, chat, joy, and laughter. And that's going to be from myself and my brilliant guests that I have on every week. We talk about things like food memories, food dating stories, we throw in the odd review now and again, and there's a big dollop of food joy. So pop your napkin on your lap and let's get stuck in. On menu this week, I have the special guest of Marche Pisarik. I'm saying it like that because do you know how many times I rehearsed that? Like, honestly, I was like, I need to get your name right. I need to get your name right. So I struggled at the start with the first bit of his name, but now I've got it down. Marche Pisarik. So yes, I've got him on. He is the winner of the Shane Young Chef competition. That's the competition I went to a few months ago and uh, did my podcast from there, spoke to loads of great chefs and loads of great judges. He's your main course. There's two bits of him. You get two bites of Marche this week. Hey, hey, hey. So yes, have a listen to him. Got a great story. I also tell you about a foodie dating story with a glint in their eye. It will make sense when you listen to it all. And that is on this week's menu. This week, my guest is Marche Pisarik, and he is the Shen Young Chef competition winner. I had a good chat with him, and there's actually two bits of this interview, so you're getting a little bonus here. But yes, this was all because of a competition that I did a podcast for back in April. I went down to Unilever Studios in Surrey, thanks to Ben Purton, who invited me down there. So I covered that. Marche was there along with a lot of other chefs. Marche was the winner. And this is his story. Firstly, I just want to say congratulations on your win for winning the Young Chef competition, the Shen UK Young Chef competition. How was that? How was the night? You know, how did it feel when you and others were kind of their top four and you were sat there at the dinner in London? How did you feel? Did you think, oh, my God, I've got it in the bag? Or were you like, oh, don't know about this? Tell us about that. The dinner night was absolutely amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, seeing so many uh, talented chefs that uh, I was competing with, and uh, also uh, members of the chain, uh, um, mm. and obviously having great support from my hotel because uh, to the dinner attended also. Uh, Manager from uh, Savoy Hotel, uh, my executive mm-hmm. chef uh, Nicolas Fouchet, another uh, Jared Quadros, and uh, head chef from pastry uh, Simona Spenatti. Uh, so oh. I had a very big uh, cheerleading uh, team, uh, <laughs> uh, which was amazing uh, to have like these people there around uh, who are supporting me before. 
during the preparation and uh, also during the during the night. And yes, oh my gosh, uh, winning such <laughs> a big competition, uh, it's you you cannot describe your your feelings like it's overwhelming. And when they called your name, would you be like, oh my god? Did it feel surreal? Uh, I mean, it was it was definitely uh, like this kind of magical feelings. So so yeah, I went up to the stage uh, when uh, where where chefs uh, were waiting for me, and uh, mm. you know also the feeling before like uh, and uh, after the uh, the celebration, talking to to chefs, uh, the judges, like yeah. uh, <clears throat> hearing from them that. Yeah, I knew you were gonna win. Like, uh, oh. it, it was, it was, it was amazing because uh, mm. I always try to put my feelings aside and uh, do my job the the best way I can do. Yeah, uh, and then don't really think about it. So after all, hearing these things from them uh, that they really enjoyed watching me during the competition, it was really amazing. Okay. Oh, that's great. Brilliant. So um, when you were actually competing, like when you were doing your dishes, because I was there that day doing podcasts. I mean, I didn't like talk to people because I was like, oh, my God, this is a big thing for them. <laughs> I need to let them do their thing. Do you know what I mean? So in terms of the dishes that you did, what did you do? What What did you actually create? Just talk us through a couple of those. So uh, on the day, we had to prepare starter, main course, and the desserts uh, mm-hmm. in three and a half hour time. Yeah. Uh, the ingredients were actually uh, mystery ingredients until very last minute. The only ingredient that we know before, it was the chicken. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, when we got the time to create our menu, it was 30 minutes uh, before starting cooking. Uh, we got, as a mandatory ingredient, it was monkfish, mussels, mm. raspberries, asparagus, uh, okay. chicken, macadamia nuts. Um, I think that's it. Mm. Uh, and of course, other ingredients like dairy, uh, the, like dry uh, the ingredients from dry store, um, f- some fruits and vegetables. Yeah, uh, which we uh, that we could use during the uh, competition. Uh, so for the starter, I, I created uh, it was the spring warm salad with uh, uh, monkfish tail. Uh, mm-hmm. poached in uh, mussels uh, liquor then uh, uh-huh. herb mayonnaise uh, some fresh uh, asparagus radish uh, mm. just to make it lighter and uh, a little bit of uh, maybe Asian uh, style in a matter mm-hmm. of uh, flavors like ginger uh, black garlic uh, this kind of things okay uh, sounds the, good <laughs> for the main course it was uh, I decided to use one of the um, mandatory ingredients which was macadamia nuts in mm-hmm. the main course instead of the dessert oh, okay uh, so I cooked uh, chicken chicken breast uh, stuffed with chicken thighs and macadamia nuts uh, stuffed uh, potato fondant with uh, chicken rillette, uh, some asparagus and the classical jus. Mm. 
for the dessert, it was a very simple uh, raspberry tart with some chantilly uh, cream, uh, mm. raspberry coulis and uh, nice twill just to finish it. Mm. Wow, okay. Sounds good. Sounds quite um, light. Like the whole dish sounds quite light to me. Do you know what I mean? Like I could just eat that and not feel like pff, really bogged down. Do you know sometimes when you eat <laughs> and you're like, oh gosh, but no, that sounds good. So the execution of that must have been like, you know, A plus because you're the winner. So there you go. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, wow. I did see all of the plates and I thought, gosh, those chefs, like there were so many plates they had to taste. And I was like, oh, my God. Yes. Like at first I thought, oh, what a great job, you know, eating all that food. <laughs> but it's not quite like that. And they're not just eating it because they're tasting. And, you know, you could see their faces are taking these little bites and going, mm. and I was like, oh, gosh, I'd have just ate that. <laughs> Absolutely, chefs, <laughs> chefs uh, they, they tried a lot of plates, like literally mm. a lot of dishes. Mm. Uh, and uh, I, I don't, re I couldn't see uh, first uh, round, uh, but uh, after, of course, our second round, I could see other uh, competitors' dishes, and they were absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because um, I was also by the photographer who was taking all the pictures and I was like, wow, this is just like, you know, sensational. And some of the, the combinations that people are using, I was like, is yes. that that? Is that this? I was like, oh, God, I wonder how that tastes. But obviously one, I could... one, of the, uh, one of the combinations that I still can remember, uh, one of the uh, chefs used uh, chocolate and mushroom and I was like blown away. Yes, yes. I saw that when I was just trying to remember it when I was just talking to us again. There was that one day, and I was like, is that mushroom? Because yeah. I couldn't see the texture. And it was like, he was like, yeah, I was like, wow. And he was saying about the earthy taste along mm. with the chocolate really works. I was like, Phew, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Not <laughs> a chef, but I would try that just just to try it, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. we both saw that dish then, yeah. <laughs> so since the competition, what have you been up to then? What have you been doing? So since the competition, uh, I've been really focusing on my uh, work uh, mm -hmm. at uh, Savoy Hotel. Yeah. The Savoy Hotel, where I am a demi chef de party in pastry uh, mm -hmm. department. Uh, and also, of course, uh, we already had some meetings uh, considering the, the competition itself. Yeah. Uh, together with uh, Chef Nicola Couchet and Simona Spenati, we met Chef uh, Ben Parton. We already started uh, preparing the training schedule uh, for the coming, uh, coming months mm -hmm. uh, and discussing how it's going to look like uh, and, and so on. Yeah. So what you're doing is, as well as kind of your own work at the Savoy, you're preparing for the, the international competition, aren't you, in October in Istanbul? So that's your next thing, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so basically the the plan for it is, is the same as uh, it was for the uh, comp competition in uh, Leatherhead. Uh, basically, we're going to try to focus on mystery boxes as much mm -hmm. as possible. Uh, I will try to create the dishes that are basically the base for any ingredient that uh, I can get during the competition. 
and just uh, fit any ingredients in that frame in that dish uh, that, that's that's the goal we'll see how it goes ah so you're almost kind of training yourself for anything <laughs> by having yes, all those things exactly. yeah yeah okay exactly. that's good yeah that works so if they just chuck something at you you might think actually i've done this in my training do you know what i mean <laughs> or at least you've got an idea so you're thinking of maybe different scenarios that could be thrown at yes. you and having this, a go yeah i think that com uh, this competition is very unpredictable in the matter yeah. of uh, what's going to happen during the day so uh, my my goal uh, is to be prepared as much as possible of course yeah you, you cannot uh, be prepared like 100 mm -hmm. uh, percent for, for this kind of stuff but uh, i will do my best yeah brilliant well good luck i would love to see you win that international one as well i'll be like wow my chain i love <laughs> saying my chain now because now i've got your name down i'm like my chain my chain i say it everywhere <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that would be great you'd have to come back on and tell us how that one went because that's a biggie isn't it so yes good luck for that in october i'm rooting Thank for you 100 percent it's so good having a chat with my chai really enjoyed that we had a bit of a laugh as well off the line do you know what I mean so that was good um so yes that was all about him and the old Shen but what about Marche the person I think we need to know about that have a listen why did you become a chef like how did that come about who inspired you around food okay so why I became a chef uh, I think it was very natural for me because mm. uh, I've been always uh, wanting to be chef. I, I love to spend my uh, spare time in the kitchen with my granny, with my mom. Uh, mm -hmm. That's uh, that's very simple story, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but uh, it's very true. Uh, both of them were cooking completely differently at the at the time when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, my granny was cooking delicious food, uh, but very rich and heavy. Uh, mm. While my mom was uh, like, has been always cooking using less fat, you know, cream. Uh, I, I I was then a a, a chubby a, a chubby boy, so <laughs> she, she she wanted to take care of me uh, on the time as much as possible. Okay. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, I've I've always uh, loved it, loved it very yeah. very much. Uh, then I decided to go to uh, high school, uh, which mm -hmm. was the profile one uh, in in Poland, uh, mm -hmm. the cul culinary profile. Uh, okay. It was in two thousand thirteen, as I remember, and in two thousand fourteen I started. I was very very lucky with people. Yeah. Uh, so in two thousand fourteen I started my. Uh, adventure with culinary competitions mm -hmm. for the first time uh, i met amazing chefs uh, that became my mentors uh, now friends uh, we, yeah. still we are still uh, having great great contact uh, and since then uh, yeah luck luck is a big word in, in my life because uh, I've been very lucky and yeah. uh, I could improve my skills. 
uh, I could uh, improve my knowledge, uh, still having lots of fun meeting amazing people in the industry. In 2021, uh, in October, I graduated from Cordon Bleu uh, from Grand Diplom. So I did basically the cuisine course and the pastry course, mm -hmm. uh, patisserie. Uh, and that was amazing. Like I met so many talented people, uh, so many chefs, uh, built so many contacts uh, with them. Uh, it's it's incredible. And of course, for me, I already had this kind of knowledge, like culinary one, from years before. Mm. But uh, going to that school uh, absolutely helped me to organize it. Uh, yeah. To get the uh, French, uh, French way of cooking, uh, the, uh, the basic of it. Uh, so yes, that was one of the best experiences uh, I've ever had. Since then, uh, I started working, uh, working here in London. First, uh, Hotel Café Royal, uh, a little bit uh, then for Chef Alex Dilling. Uh, and uh, after that, I joined uh, the Savoy Hotel in yeah. pastry. Okay. Where actually my executive chef, uh, Nicolas mm -hmm. Souchet, is, uh, used to be my favorite teacher from uh, <laughs> <Le> <laughs> Oh, wow. That's good then. Your favorite teacher's following you around. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh, gosh. I like that. Wow. Okay. So you mentioned your mom and your granny and how they yes. had very different styles of cooking yes. and stuff. So, so which was your favorite when you was younger can you say oh or will you gosh. upset someone <laughs> uh, i still i still recall like my my granny's cooking like yeah her, her potato mash and loads loads of sauce around like it was a mm. potato island on the plate <laughs> like sink in a beautiful sauce a gravy i i, I absolutely uh, loved it it was uh, it was amazing Oh gosh, that uh, was her I, good my, food. My mom's cooking is uh, also it's stunning. Uh, she's uh, up, to be honest, she's absolutely uh, perfect with uh, with pastry. Mm. Uh, I love her cooking, but uh, her cakes uh, and uh, like little pastries, cookies, whatever she does, she yes. she is great. Ah, okay. So maybe kind of you've got that from her then that little that pastry part don't i know. think so i i really enjoyed to uh, like watching her uh, during mm. making the cakes uh, decorating them of yeah I, then i could uh, have a little bit of leftovers when she was not looking <laughs> <laughs> oh yes yeah my mom used to bake as well and we used to, well i used to bake that's why i've always loved food i used to bake and i used to be in catering years ago but it was kind of like front of house stuff and waitressing and things but i really used to enjoy watching people get their food and stuff you know and their eyes light up and i'm like oh this looks good i'll be like oh <laughs> I used to like, it used to make me feel good. So I love food and I love stories, hence this whole podcast, really. But yeah, that's interesting that you said about, you know, watching your mom when you, she yeah. was young, when you were younger. Yeah. Because I think, as, as I said, it started with me, uh, to me very naturally. Uh, so, mm. for example, uh, there is a story. 
uh, obviously I cannot remember it, uh, but my parents <laughs> told me. Uh, yeah. I was around one year old. Mm. Uh, I was in the kitchen playing on the floor. Yeah. Uh, somehow, I have no idea how, like, th- that's what they told me. I managed to take out from the cupboard oil, flour, oh. make oh. a huge mess around, and I sat on it. You so claimed that was it. My first culinary experience. <laughs> That's brilliant. You could probably just recreate that on Instagram. <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> oh well, you obviously was just getting involved with those ingredients. You must have known that this is going to be my life when I'm older. <laughs> so let me just get into it now. That's great. <laughs> That's a lovely story, that is. (laughs) I love it. So in terms of food, do you have any kind of strange or weird food combinations that you just think, oh, I absolutely love this, but everybody else thinks, oh, my God, Maché, how can you eat it? Have you got anything like that? Uh, So, yes, but for everyone, for each of us, uh, us is like weird combination is something different. Yeah. Because uh, my flatmate, for example, he loves uh, pineapple on the pizza. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, when I uh, just, for no. example, I work with Italian people as well, and they look at me like uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm completely weird and crazy. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, I, I have this uh, combinations from the actual childhood. Uh, but I don't think it's weird. For example, okay. cheese. For yeah. example, cheese with uh, served with jam on the sandwich. Oh yeah, that's a bit like a cheese and pickly type thing. Yeah, but jam, yeah. jam's quite sweet though. Like, yeah. uh, a little bit sweet, but you know, yeah, for example, yeah. uh, we serve the cheese board. Yeah. Uh, and usually we serve that cheese with the king's jelly, dulce de membrillo. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's actually a bit, just a little bit different. Yeah. But uh, still uh, is around that, uh, uh, stays around that area. So it's a little bit uh, salty, still mm. combined with sweet sweetness. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that one. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's not too weird. I'll, I'll, I'll give you weird. that one. Yeah. 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 That's quite, mm, yeah. That's not okay. as bad as others I've heard. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, is, uh, uh, cheese and ketchup, which I also like. Oh, no, that's fine. That's I fine? do that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the ones that I do are fine. They're normal. Okay. <laughs> the ones that other people are like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works around here much. Just, <laughs> Definitely. Uh, also, I love, uh, I love uh, British fish and chips. Yeah. And the way the chips are uh, served, like uh, crispy chips, mayonnaise, and uh, a bit of vinegar, I love it. Yeah. I yeah. absolutely love it. But Same. But to Polish people, and they will look at you like, you are the weirdo. <laughs> oh, do you know with my fish and chips, I have fish and chips, I have mayonnaise, and I have tomato sauce. So oh, it's like, yeah, so it's that's so nice. I'm like, I know. And it just looks so pretty on the plate. I'm like, woo, red and white and all <laughs> the rest. So, yeah, it looks good. So that's one of my little faves. <laughs> so, you know, when you go out, like, um, for food and stuff, like you go to a restaurant to eat when you're not cooking, are there any things at restaurants that kind of get on your nerves in terms of, like, whether it's bad service? 
service or maybe the environment's not quite as it should be because the decor's not right or is there any little pet peeves that get on your nerves yeah. when you go out um usually i'm quite i describe myself as an easy winner okay because uh, of course i build my expectations to mm. the place according to um what kind of the restaurant or bar or pub it is uh, yeah what prices also are on the menu mm-hmm. uh, of the dishes uh, so i wouldn't say uh, i look for any anything to to to, to give a like harsh comment but yeah course, as you as you mentioned like uh, if the service is too slow um or uh, we, we just have to wait to, for, for too long for the waiter. Mm. It is a little bit annoying, but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm usually trying to be very nice with people and I understand mm. they are busy, so uh, I'm yeah. rather, uh, okay with it. Oh, you're very considerate then. That's good. <laughs> because you're in the business, you think, I know what it's like in there, so yeah, I'm not gonna... exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, sometimes it's uh, quite tough uh, quite tough life uh, as you as you know so uh, it's just easier to be uh, you know yeah I think if you've got a smile and a bit of a personality you can get away with quite a lot really like you know if it's like the dish is taking long and the waiter or whatever says oh yeah it's coming and they keep you informed and you have a bit of a smile and laugh with them I just think fair enough I don't mind you know what I mean I think it's when people are a bit like you know Unless so I yeah go with one of my best friends uh, yeah we graduated together from uh, Cordon Bleu she's from Turkey yeah uh, so whenever I go with her like I totally like give her uh, a lead uh, <laughs> she's she's like she's like general <laughs> around the table and literally like waiters i i can sense that they can feel her energy so uh like literally everything is on the on top uh she's so confident uh, in the restaurant i absolutely love it like going out with her uh, yeah everything is on top Oh, wow. I feel like I need to go out with her. I'll be like, wow, look at this. Is this how it's done properly? Do you know what I mean? They can feel her vibes. I'm like, wow. (laughs) Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. And last question. Have you ever been on like a date and the date's done anything weird with food? Have you had any of those experiences? I have to say that I'm rather a bit boring in that area. Um, <laughs> you're a bit boring <laughs> in I, the sense that you don't go on many dates I haven't done anything it's, uh, pe- peculiar with, uh, with uh, food during the, the date uh, have, has the date done anything like the person you've been with have they done anything odd like I mean I did have a guy once that basically stole my food off my plate which no. I just thought get, yes yes yeah What's basically yes yeah (laughs) I know I know I didn't see him again after that but yeah we had um prawns and he said he looked at my plate and he said oh which is the biggest prawn and he took the biggest prawn off my plate I couldn't believe it I was like what what I know I know 
I know, I know. And you know, I told this story to some students when I had this, when I was doing a talk. And one of them said, yeah, that's right. You know, you've, you've offered me a prawn and I'm going to take the biggest one. It's, it's about me. I was like, it's not about you. It's a day. <laughs> so it was quite funny. But um, yeah, yeah. So you've had just good, considerate people then. That's good. Yeah, I think so. I, 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 apparently I was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're a lucky one. You're a lucky one on the dating scene. There's not many <laughs> out there, so <laughs> it's you. <laughs> right, just a quick um, food dating story <laughs> from years ago, actually, when I went out on a date with this guy and we went to Nando's because I actually don't mind Nando's on a date and I know some people are like, oh, no, you can't take it to Nando's. I'm like, I like Nando's. I mean, I like it, so, yeah, I'll eat it. It's not a problem. Anyway, so, yeah, we met and um, I thought, where was he from now? He was, like, from, oh, I feel like Oxford. Oxford, that's it, yeah. Lived in Oxford. Come up to Brom because I never, on dates, like, from near dating apps, I never used to go to them, like, never. I'd be like, no, if you're from Oxford or wherever, you know, you're coming to me. I'm not coming to you. <laughs> that's the rules. So, yeah, so he came up to Birmingham. We actually went to the Nando's in a boring because it was just central. So, yeah. And um, we were just thinking, oh, what are we going to have? Obviously, <laughs> it's going to be chicken, but what else? And when I tell you, yeah, that me and that man basically ordered the whole menu of Nando's. <laughs> and we was like, oh, should we have this? Should we have that? Should we have that? And you know what it was? It was the glint in his eye when I was like, oh, should we have some wings? Oh, should we have some garlic bread? His eyes were glinting like my eyes were glinting over the food. And I thought, do you know what? I think I found my soulmate. <laughs> Honestly, I thought, God, we've got something in common here. Food, love it. And actually, he did turn into a boyfriend, was with him for about two years. So, no matter what people say, yeah, think of the food on the first date. The food is so important. If you haven't got that glint, and if he hasn't got that glint, it's not going to work. It's as simple as that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously, you could say, well... If it did work, Karen, how come it only lasts two years and not moving now? Well, that was other issues. That wasn't food issues. That was different issues. But the glint was there. So always look for the glint in the eye when it comes to food because those people are keepers. There you go. End of story. Thanks for listening and get involved. You can like, comment and follow me on the socials. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Craven K7. That's C-R-A-V-E-N-K7. I'm also on Instagram and I'm Craven K7 on there. And if you want to listen to this weekly, I know you do, what you'll need to do is you need to follow me. Follow me on Spotify, Apple, Anchor or Google Podcasts and you'll get notified every week and then you can get your teeth into more menu. Also, I suggest you share this with your good friends and your family because they will not want to miss out either. So why not do that while you're there? <laughs> do it. All right, then. That's me. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yay! Yay! Yay!